You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. What's happening, Live Different Podcast listeners? It is Matt Wilson coming to you from Costa Rica. And I want to give you guys a quick couple updates what, with what is going on within the Under 30 Experiences community, our travel company for young people. We have had ugly sweater parties all across the country, ranging anywhere from San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, Chicago, New York, Boston, smaller cities as well, like Cincinnati. Uh, I cannot name them all off of the top of my head, but we're going to have, we have a really awesome community and we just got together for the holiday season. So all of our past travelers, people who are interested in getting together and just meeting new people, everyone is invited. You don't have to have come on a trip with us or even have interest in in traveling. If you just want to get in touch with more young people who want to live a little bit differently that is the place to do it so we're just wrapping that up which is really awesome we're going to have another round of meetups sometime this winter so really cool stay on the lookout for that if you want to join our mailing list get on under30experiences.com and you can download with that with joining our mailing list comes a an edition of the under 30 experiences escape manual which of course was written by yours truly. Uh, Next up, next announcement is that we have a awesome, uh, actually we have a meetup on the 17th of December in New York City, so watch out for that. That is new and uh, getting into the content of what we're going to talk about today on the Live Different podcast. We are going to be talking about fitness, and we have a new fitness retreat announcement April 27th through May 1st on the beaches of Costa Rica, so that is super exciting. It is five days, uh, four of them. You are going to be working out, and when you're not working out, you are hanging out, relaxing, recovering on the beaches. You can get a massage, hang at, uh, at the pool, try your hand at surfing see monkeys, sloths, etc. So check that out. That is fitness trips, Costa Rica.under30experiences.com or just check out our website under30experiences.com. Today's guest is Donnie Galagos, who is our trainer for the U30X fitness trip. We just wrapped one up in November, so that is really cool. And uh, he is the head coach, as you will hear, at CrossFit Lodo, at right in Lower Downtown, Denver. And we talk about all sorts of really cool stuff, including your threshold for pain, uh, what the minimum effective dose is for working out, how much you should be working out, and uh, some stuff about diets, Donnie's addiction to cookies, uh, fixing your body, recovering, all sorts of really good stuff. Uh, We nerd out a little bit. So anyway, listen up for this episode of the Live Different Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Live Different Podcast. I am Matt Wilson, and today I I am here with my friend. Yes, I am friends with him, Donnie. The, the Donald, as I like to call him, Galagos. Donald, what is going on? You are the chief coach at CrossFit Lodo, personal trainer, and uh, just an all-around, in my opinion, you're an animal, Donald, and that is why we're <laughs> having you on the Live Different Podcast. What's going on? Not too much, man. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so... We just got back. Well, I didn't go anywhere. I'm still in Costa Rica, but uh, I you, just got back. You just got back from our uh, fitness trip to Costa Rica. We're going to be doing another one at the end of April, and I just wanted everybody to uh, to kind of hear a little bit more about the experience. But we were talking before about how we want to give everybody a chance. To learn something. Sure, go and hang out with awesome people and make lifelong friendships and get a nice tan and see a place that you've never seen before and have some cultural experiences with with under 30 experiences. But we want people to really come back with a, a base level of knowledge when they return home that they can then go on and, and execute from. Uh, as we always say with, with under 30, 
is it's not really about what you do on the trip. It's how travel then changes your perspective and then you're able to uh, go back and implement new things on your, into your life. Uh, I think that was your experience, even though you were, you were one of the trainers. I think on the very last night, well, we have this exercise, Rosebud Thorn, for anybody who's never been on a trip bef uh, before. And every night we just talk about what the most awesome part of our day is, what the worst part of our day was, and what we're looking forward to. And uh, I, I believe that you were one of the people who said, hey, I just had some time to really think, to step back. Sure, you were there training, but you wanted to go in to implement some of these new things, that new ideas and, and new perspectives into your life. Is, uh, would you say that's true? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's... You, uh, you know, when you're out of, out of town in general, um, really for me on this last one, it was, you know, being out on, on the trail runs through the jungle where you just get a second to, uh, I mean, what everybody really is looking for kind of on a vacation or on a trip like this is that, is that little moment of, of disconnect where you kind of just get, you know, a, a thousand foot view of, of what's going on, uh, in your life, kind of what, you know, what's on your mind. You just get a step back for a minute and, and see everything um, and kind of just move forward from there based off of, you know, what feels right, what doesn't feel right. Um, you know, you get a little bit of perspective from, you know, the different conversations and stuff like that that you have. And, um, and yeah, it's just uh, it's, it's a great way to, for me at least, was, was an awesome way to kind of be able to do that, that short step back. And um, for me, like I said, it was kind of in the, in the middle of the jungle, in the middle of nowhere. Um, and, yeah, just kept kept right on running but it was uh it was that chance to just see everything for what it was i i love it and uh you mentioned the the jungle trail runs and i'm only thinking of one in particular yeah we did a few of them but i'm thinking of the one the 10k at the end of the trip so we had a wednesday it was a wednesday through sunday trip and on that sunday morning our last day of training or however it worked out um, on our last day of training we finished with the Manuel Antonio Extreme, which was a 10K race through the jungle, and we can get that. Uh, we can we could definitely go into that uh, at, at some point. But was that where you did your deepest thinking when you were completely? I don't know. I assume that you were completely gassed. I was I was gassed through a lot. I mean, it's a 10K run. You're supposed to be giving it your all, right? Is this this where you did your deepest thinking? Um, on that trip, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh repelling down the, the mountain on the vine in, in the mud, all that stuff. It's just, you know, I'm only thinking about one thing and that's kind of just keeping going and, uh, and just the whole perspective type stuff. Yeah. You just, everything kind of becomes null and void except for that, that exact moment. So it's, um, no, you hit it, you hit it right on the head in the middle of that 10 K where you're just, it's just about taking that next step, um, with, you know, with the run or with whatever you're, you know, you're contemplating anything like that. That was absolutely where, um, everything kind of came together. So that's awesome. That, that's really cool. I, I'm curious. Uh, I never got a chance to ask you. Hey, what kind of changes are you you looking to make? Obviously, this is a, a podcast, and other people are listening into our private conversation. But I'm curious if there were any realizations um, that you'd like to share. I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious as your friend if there was anything uh, that that really that hit you. Um, probably the biggest. The biggest one that hit me was uh, my my love for for actual coaching, um, you know, being able to make some positive changes with you know very simple things in in people's lives, whether it's you know even if it's just a, a hey good job or teaching somebody how to how to move properly and hey this doesn't it doesn't hurt to squat anymore it doesn't hurt to you know to to do a lunge or something like that when you when I get the chance to kind of make that that change. Um, that's kind of where, um, you know, where I thrive. So being down there doing those types of things and then, um, yeah, coming back just refreshed and, and getting back in, into the gym and, and coaching some people back home um, who I've coached for a long time, you know, it just gave me, again, that moment of clarity to step back and go, okay, what's, what, what, do, I, what do I truly love? And it's that, it's being able to give somebody kind of that change to, to make that positive difference in their life. So, um that was probably the biggest one I had while we were down there and on that run and then being able to implement that a little bit even on that, on that trip while we were down there was, was, was awesome. It was just, uh, it's, it's very rewarding. That's, that's really cool. I was, I was thinking about this a little bit yesterday. So 
Caesar and Eric and I went for a, for a team workout. We were just, it was probably 6 o'clock, 6 p.m., something, and we were still sitting in the, in the quote-unquote, in the office, but in the under-30 house in Costa Rica, and we were just kind of getting to that part of the day where everybody was just feeling lethargic, and I looked at these guys, and I was like, all right, who wants to go for a team workout right now? Because I didn't want to get off my ass. Uh, there was, <laughs> I did, you know, I, when you're mentally fatigued, you don't feel like working out, but physically, you're probably good to go. And I knew that was the case because I know my pre self pretty well, but I knew if um, these guys were, were willing to go down to the football field, to the, to the soccer field, that we could get something in pretty, pretty well. Um, but that's the, the, the point is um, that what we're trying to do on a trip like this is, is build something that's, that's scalable and that people can bring home. Um, and even the mechanics of it, I heard Kelly Starrett some, uh, one time say, and you're, uh, if anybody's not familiar with Mobility Wad, uh, that, is, that is his program and his site, and Donnie is a, a Mobility Wad coach or, or certified or whatever, but they talk about every movement that you do should be scalable. So if you're gonna do a squat, right? Or if you're going to just touch your toes, well, that should be scalable into a, something that you do in your everyday life. Or so taking the squat, for example, if you're going to squat, this is what I was thinking about during our, our team workout yesterday. It was, all right, then is this how I would jump during a basketball game? Or is this how I would, when I'm doing burpees, am I going to do this the same, am I going to do this the same way? And if you think about that through all portions of your life, I think about right, being in alignment of what I do and what I say and the way I move, et cetera, should, be, uh, should just be in alignment with the way I want to live my life. And so to bring people down there and give them a chance to reflect and say, when you coaching them and saying, hey, this is, this is a better way to move, well, that's going to take that person when they're 75 years old, they're going to they're going to bend over to get the laundry, and uh, and they're not going to hurt themselves if they remember to engage the core, like like Donald told them. Uh, does that does that make sense to you, Donnie? And I, I know you have some. You've even taught family members. We were talking. Does that uh, does that make sense to you? Absolutely. I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. It's uh, I'm not sure how I can describe it much better than that, but it's uh, but no. I mean, realistically, in in your day to day, when you're when you're at home and you're doing anything by yourself, you can't. There's nobody around you telling you, you know, what your back looks like or what your knees are doing. You're not, you just don't think about it. And uh, the story I always tell people, and uh, if my dad ever listens to this, he's probably going to give me some grief for, for telling this story. <laughs> but he, uh, he was putting his socks on one day and, uh, and, and he threw his back out. And it's like, what? How, how does that happen? How did, how did something go wrong in that situation? You put your socks on every single day, but it was just, you know, if something happened, he, he moved just a little, you know, a little out of alignment, kind of like you're saying, um, and something popped, something gave, and he was, you know, he was, he's out of work for, for two days, and, um, you know, for, for him, that's not a huge deal, but he's, he's a workaholic, he's a hustler, and he, you know, him being out of the office is, is a huge deal, um, but, you know, he, he's, he was able to come back, and, and everything was fine, it wasn't anything serious, but, but that's the kind of stuff that, that I think about and that motivates me in this sort of situation is, you know, you should be able to, you know, carry the groceries into the house and, um, you know, put your socks on or tie your shoes and all that stuff without a feeling pain or, um, or, or be hurting yourself. And, uh, so yeah, being kind of the outside looking in, watching how people move. Um, that's again, that's kind of the, the reason I, the reason I do it is to keep people, you know, not, not so much, safe but like moving properly so you can get through your day-to-day -day life and you can stand up and sit down out of the chair and um you know tie your shoes and and nothing crazy is going to happen because you know for some people if they throw their back out they you know maybe they they can't afford to go to the doctor and they just um you know they just lay there until until it feels better or you know worst case scenario with somebody a little bit older like that becomes a, a much more uh dangerous situation so um you know, for my dad, that, that was kind of the one big thing for me. It was, um, you know, how do I get him to, to not put himself in that situation? Grant, everybody has to put their socks on, right? Can't not get through the day without doing certain things. So how do we, how do you do, you know, these simple daily things in, you know, the workouts that we do, um, on the trip aren't anything 
you know, anything crazy. And, you know, I am a CrossFit coach, and I, so I've kind of seen both ends of the spectrum. I've seen the, the crazy guys throw around the crazy weight. Um, and uh, that's kind of where CrossFit gets the bad rap or, or, um, and whatnot because people look at CrossFit or look at a CrossFit coach and maybe they think, well, everything's going to be crazy intense and I can't do any of that stuff. And it's, um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And I haven't quite gotten my dad's hold on, on CrossFit and on, uh, on movement. I got my mom involved and she's loving it and nice it's, uh, it's yeah so it's it's a very positive thing as long as you know you go about the right way and um and honestly for this this trip it's it's perfect and, and the members that we've had on the uh on this last trip were all all great everybody's super receptive to to the coaching and um and getting some critiques and some cues to to move properly and, and then just like you said you get to learn and it, it could be some some very simple simple things to think about just because you have that set of eyes on you looking at you and then um, kind of what you're saying. It's something to take home. You, you get to learn. You get to you know kind of what to look for and what to feel for, um, and you get to through, translate it through any, anything that you're doing. No, I th- I think that's really awesome. Um, do you want to do you want to tell people a little bit more about Mobility Wad and just talk about the importance of observing your own body and looking at what your old nagging injuries are and how, if you're listening to this and you are, uh, you know, sure, most of our, our listeners are, are young people, right? But if you, you know, if you were a high school athlete and you haven't worked out in 10 years and now you're trying to get back into the gym or get in shape or you were that workaholic or or whatever, um, can you talk a little bit more about ways to fix, your, fix yourself and uh, what you learned in the mobility wad training and just uh, maybe maybe mention something like the books, like Becoming a Supple Leopard or Ready to Run? Yeah, totally. So, um, so I've always had a pretty, uh, an interest in the mobility side of things and, and injury prevention and, um, and kind of self-treatment and stuff like that. And that's Kelly Starrett's big um, big deal. Again, the mobility wild guy is, you know, every, every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. And, um, and really all that is, is kind of a perfect question or perfect way to shape it is, you know, every, you're a high school athlete, you haven't been working out, you're, you're trying to get back into it. You know, what's, what's your body doing? There's probably going to be some, some aches and, and maybe there's not, but if there is, it's, you know, aches and pains, that's your body telling you something, something's wrong, something, it might not be, you know, a, a really big issue. It could just be, you know, a little bit of tightness, but it's, it's listening to your body. And whenever I have new members come into my gym, that's the biggest thing um, that they're asking is how often should I work out? When should I work out? Should I work out every day? Should I do this? Should I do that? And, and realistically at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, you got to listen to your body and that's probably the, probably the biggest lesson that, that I've learned um, in my own training. But um, getting people to listen to their bodies is, is probably one of the harder things to do because people like to go, 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 and people like to push it uh, and hit it hard. So um, the two books that you mentioned, um, Mobility, or uh, sorry, uh, Becoming a Supple Leopard and, and Ready to Run. Ready to Run is probably, um, it, it says Ready to Run, but realistically everything in that book is, is completely translatable to anything that you're doing um, as far as movement's concerned, whether you're, you snowboard, you, you ski, um, you just like to hike, any of that stuff. It's not, not just running. And it gives you a, a really, um, a really awesome kind of reader's digest version of, of his bigger book, Becoming a Supple Leopard, which is just, it's, it's written like a textbook. And, um, there's some awesome stuff in there. Um, there's some stuff that's still, I'm kind of trying to learn and, and understand fully, but, um, Ready to Run is, is awesome. I'd recommend it to anybody. I got it, my dad reading it right now. Um, so we see he's taking his steps to get get himself into uh, into some some serious movement. But I'm still still working that that sales approach with him. Um, but it's uh, but yeah. So those two those two things are are, are awesome to have. Um, and then I took it a step further and went to the uh, CrossFit Mobility Cert, which is run by Mobility Wad. Um, he has a, a, a team of physical therapists that run the certification. Um, and so being able to kind of get that hands-on approach, we learn how to use some of the, the tools that are in both of those books. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like I said, just really get to, to dive in there and, and really self-diagnose and, uh, and kind of push it. And so that's kind of my, um, where I'm at today. Um, I have an awesome PT in, in Colorado that I go to, and I'm actually getting ready to, uh, 
to kind of sit down with him and, um, and go even a step further and, and learn a little bit more about kind of how to rehab certain injuries um, in a safe environment that's not necessarily for somebody who, who would, you know, has such a extra or intense injury that needs to go to PT. Um, just to kind of, you know, better my knowledge as far as I know how to kind of self-diagnose. I have a pretty good idea of, of what to look for. And then, um, yeah, so that's that's the plan now is to, to kind of dive in even deeper and learn a little bit more about um, how all that stuff works. So that's, um, that, that's really cool because you're, you're showing that anybody can do it. And and again, we're, if we're talking about scalability, the cool part about CrossFit is that it doesn't matter if you're a 70-year-old grandmother and you, you know, can barely touch your toes. You can still do a lot of the same work. You can do a lot of the same workouts and then work your way up to what the big boys are doing in the back of the gym throwing around the heavyweights. Is that right? Do I understand that correctly? Because I'm, yeah, you, uh, what's up, dog? What, what's your dog's name, Donnie? That's Zuri trying to trying to jump on here. Sorry about that. No, no worries. Um, but no, no, that's uh, that's exactly that's exactly it. The, the scalability is um, is what makes CrossFit, and and really not necessarily just CrossFit. I mean, realistically, you can um, depending. I mean, you have to kind of have the eye for it and just figure out how to scale exactly and and the proper way to scale. But um, that's where I learned it. That's where I kind of put all of my credit to it, and some of the coaches that that I've learned from. Uh, is how to how to scale properly and get yourself to the point where, um, you know, realistically, again, perfect example is is training my mom right now is, you know, there are certain movements that, you know, she's not necessarily comfortable with. And so I, I take those movements kind of out of her training and just find a different way to do that to get the same effect. So, um, you know, plain and simple, if we can't necessarily run a mile, but I'm trying to get you to, um, you know, to work for, to be in a cardiovascular state for, you know, for those 10 minutes, it's okay. We're going to run as far as you can, as far as you're comfortable and then start walking. I mean, that's, and, and finish out the mile. If I'm trying to get you to run distance or, um, for the time, it's just the scalability is what makes movement and all that stuff. Um, so versatile. And that's what, that's, that's why we do it. That's, that's really cool. And, um, when, and not only like, People hear about CrossFit, and if they haven't done it before, I've only been into a CrossFit gym a few times, and you know I've worked out with you guys now a couple times on the beach, et cetera, or for a couple weeks on the beach, et cetera. But the cool part is uh, about what we're doing with Under 30 Experiences and uh, what Adam at, at BodyFit has been able to do and what you guys have done with CrossFit Lodo is – it builds community around it, and it doesn't matter your ability level. It doesn't matter your strength level because everybody's there, and everybody can do the same workout, right? Like my mom, we have family workouts uh, when, when we get together with my family. So I have two cousins who are CrossFit coaches, and then our parents work out with us too. And that's the, cool, that's the coolest part is to see awesome. my mom, who just turned 60, being mm -hmm. able to do – you know, she could do the same – Movement. She can't do them with as much power or agility or whatever. But you know, and then there's my, then my uncle does them, and but and he can throw around some pretty good weight, and and he's just turning <laughs> sixty, and uh, you know, and then my my other cousin is is a competitive CrossFitter, and so I really appreciate the scalability, but also the community. We come together as a family to so to do fun. this kind of stuff. Um, could you talk a little bit more about? When you when you join a gym like that, that or or just when we're on the beach, that it doesn't matter um, what your what your ability level is. That everybody's going through the same pain for the most part, and uh, we just want to get done with the workout, and and we want everybody to survive through it. So, uh, yeah, could you could you kind of explain how how that that the camaraderie, I guess, if if you don't mind. Yeah, totally. Um, no, that's a it's a great. It's, it's, it's what really makes CrossFit what CrossFit is. I mean, we've all kind of heard that it's got that, that culty following. And, uh, and it's because you are in the same workout, just like you said. We were, everybody was on the beach. didn't matter how much weight you're doing or how fast you're going. And everybody's kind of in that, in that same state. Um, 
we often get that with new members coming into the gym. You know, they're a little nervous. They're a little intimidated coming in because they see, you know, they see the big guys. That's obviously the first, the first place you look are the, are the guys throwing around uh, the big weight. And it's like, yeah, but that guy, you know, he's obviously been, been working it for a long time and, and he's been here for a long time. So yeah, he's earned it. And that's, that's the glamor side of it. Um, at, at CrossFit Lodo, we like to, um, when I say we, I mean the coaches, um, we actually like to jump in the classes with, uh, with the members. Not a lot of CrossFit gyms will, will do that. Obviously not when we're, when we're coaching, but like my training time is the same as, you know, a handful of members. I go into a normal class check in just like like everybody else um and the reason for that is is exactly what you're saying is is the community aspect um i believe that there's something to be said about you know your coach coming in and doing the exact same workout and the exact same program that their members are doing they're feeling the same things um you know they're they're chasing down the same results um and then just like you're saying everybody's in in the pain cave for for the exact same amount of time um a lot of members, a lot of the newer members, you know, they kind of, you see them kind of light up and, and, and they get a little starry eyed when they see like the big numbers come through and stuff like that. And, um, you know, people are always like, how did you do that? Like, what's it, you know, not necessarily what's it like, but like, you know, how long is it going to take me to get there? And, um, I can't believe you can do that sort of thing. And it's my response is always like, I mean, a, not only do I, you know, I, I do this for a living. So, so yeah, I should be at that level. And you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't want a coach who, who can't kind of, perform you know in the front of your class per se but um again there's something to be said i think uh, or sorry once we when we're trying to talk to our to our clients about kind of that intensity side of things it's everybody's realistically feeling the exact same thing and almost the exact same emotions you know at some point during the workout um and realistically when i'm talking to clients i usually tell them that you know it actually doesn't necessarily get easier it gets harder because you get better and you almost have to push yourself a little bit harder each time in order to get to that next level and, and, and push through that threshold. You know, for example, a 10-minute workout, you know, for, for somebody who's been sedentary for a really long time, like the heart rate's going to be higher um, and they're not necessarily going to be moving as fast as soon um, or so they're going to be a little bit more tired more soon in that 10 minutes. But, you know, for me, I'm still going to feel the exact same burn and the exact same pain just at a different time uh, throughout that workout. So that's where that community comes in there's everybody's feeling the same thing everybody knows exactly what you're feeling exact the exact same conversation that's going in going on in your head just happened in my head um you know it's just uh it's it's the conversation of powering through that and and taking yourself you know to the brink and then everybody kind of comes back and that's when you get to high five at the end and you guys get to if it's celebrate on the beach and then and then go jump in the water like we did, then it, it you know makes it that much sweeter. So, yeah, absolutely. And I know that everybody loved you know you and and Adam Griffin, who's been on the podcast before, were were the trainers, and then we had the staff, the under thirty experiences staff, who of course were just organizing the whole things and and showing us the the hidden beach to run to and know who know the trail in the national park and, and that kind of right. thing. Right. But, uh, what everybody loved, the participants loved is that we did the workouts when they were done or, uh, uh-huh. or we just jumped right in and, and did that. And so then they got to cheer us on and they got to, to watch us burn through it. And, um, right. it set a really good, precedent as as you said that uh we're all we're all going to enter the pain cave just at different times you know right exactly and that's what honestly that's for for me that's what makes it fun um and that's why i enjoy that part of the coaching uh or that part of coaching so much is you get to have that common experience you get to have that you know i just had the same conversation you did like i was saying before and it's just um you know then you have something to talk about and it's uh and it's just cool. It's just a, it's a, it's a fun, everything. It, it feels good to be able to have, you know, those kind of connections. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, Donnie, I wanted to ask you about uh, minimum effective dose training. And I know that's a big fancy title or probably a buzzword or, or whatever you want to call it. But basically, you know, our workouts in Costa Rica, they were 
15, 20 minute workouts max and max and everybody was gassed by the end of it. We hit our absolute, uh, we were going all out um, and how that gives you the, the maximum results. Um, do you want to share for, for anybody who maybe doesn't know about that and, and if they do know about it, uh, you know, exactly what, what that does for your body, um, even, you know, even chemically it, releasing your, your testosterone and things like that. Totally. Um, I'm going to give you kind of my interpretation. It's not going to be too, you know, too scientific or too, too official, but, um, kind of, kind of my feel for this is, you know, I, I kind of like to use like the 80, 80, 20 principle. Um, you know, you, you get to put out, you know, 20% of your, I don't know if that's necessarily, <laughs> the best example the way to go about this but well you go um, at eight or you you i go go ahead go ahead no I, I i see where you're going here go for it donnie right so um realistically if you can you know crossfit workouts are are an hour long um you know if, that's if you're going to a gym not everybody necessarily can can go to the gym and do that and so that's why these trips and, and the workout examples that we get to do on this trip are so effective is you know it it, it makes it realistic you don't need your body doesn't need to go sit in the gym for an hour and a half. You don't need to put in all of this time um, and have some big fancy program. Realistically, kind of like you're saying, is you don't need. Or we just need to kind of rev the engine, kind of blow the gasket a little bit, and get the heart rate going, get the body nice and warm, um, flex our flex our joints, um, push some weight around, even if it's just your body weight, um, and. And realistically, at the end of the day, that's all your body needs. We don't need to go run. You know, we don't need to run a 10K. We do the 10K, obviously, kind of for the mental, uh, for the mental side of it, for the mental game. Um, the body is absolutely built to take that kind of punishment. Um, but the minimum effective dose is really just, like I said, kind of. You want we want to spike the heart rate. We want to get the we want to get the blood flowing. We want all the you know everything in the body to just react and light up. Um, and realistically, that's all we're trying to do with a minimum effective dose, you know, type of workout or a high intensity interval workout is we get the high intensity, we get everything running, we pull it back a little bit, we raise it up, we pull it back, um, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of, that's my interpretation, kind of reader's digest version of that. Is that kind of what you were? Is that no, what you were absolutely. Doing? And, you know, you get you get your heart rate going, you get you're taking full deep breaths to your probably to to your max capacity you're getting you're revving it up like you said so that you then start to your body is like okay I'm really working now so yeah I'm gonna have those same chemical reactions that I would do in a in a two-hour workout in in the gym like some guys do but you can get that in 15-20 minutes is is the point and if you were um traveling or if you were pressed for time because you work a lot or you would you just couldn't seem to get off the couch for whatever reason uh, this is this is when you hear oh there's no excuse to get in a good workout this is what people are talking about totally and that's um and, and that's the biggest thing is that you don't need just like you said you don't need to be in the gym for that long i mean ev everybody has different goals i'm not knocking you know the the figure guys or the bodybuilding guys, you know, everybody has different goals. If we're just talking, you know, we want to be healthy. We want to, we want to be able to move well. We want to, you know, kind of work the aging process a little bit. We want to be able to, you know, put our socks on when we're, when we're 60 without blowing our back out. Sure. Um, th that's all we're trying to do here. And there's your minimum effective doses. You know, my goal is not necessarily, I don't want to necessarily spend the, the crazy membership or the money for a membership at a CrossFit gym. I'm just, I just want to be healthy. I just want to be able to, you know, squat properly, safely, um, and all that stuff. So you have your, your efficiency side of it all too, as far as time's concerned. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't need all that stuff. Uh, it, it, but again, you just have to assess your goals. And, and um, if you're just trying to rev the engine and stay healthy, this is like, the, this is, couldn't be a, a better way to do it. So if somebody was listening and they wanted to do a, I'm putting you on the spot, but a scalable workout that they just want to get out of the office, they just want, they don't have time to go to the gym, they're trapped in a hotel room, all they uh -huh. can do is go to the park or all they have is their, their bedroom or what have you, 
what would be a, a scalable body weight exercise that, sure, you could do on your own with, with no weight, or you could, take, you could take the sandbags like you brought down for us uh, to be able to do with, or you could do it in the gym and, and add some weight to it. But what would, be, what would your go-to be? I'm, I'm curious. So my go-to whenever I'm, okay, I only have a couple minutes um, you know, I, I got to get out of the hotel room or I got to get out, you know, out of the house real quick is, um, you know, seven minutes, seven minutes of burpees. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. It's too, it's too easy. It's too simple. And, um, you know, it's, it's easy to measure. It's one number. You have one number at the end of the seven minutes and, uh, yeah, you get to always kind of test and retest. It was one of the CrossFit, um, it was one of the CrossFit open workouts a few years ago. Um, I haven't done it in a really long time um, because I, I now have my, my brute force sandbag at my house. So when I'm in a hurry or a rush, I'll, I'll grab that thing and, um, and, and kind of tweak some stuff and, and throw some stuff around. But uh, now that I'm talking about it, I guess I probably have to go, go do it the next, my, next, uh, my next rushed workout and see where, see where I end up and see where I test. And that's the, that's the big part of CrossFit is you get to test and retest. You're always seeing how you're improving. So, um, it's an awesome go-to because it's, you, you kind of get to flex every little joint. You're using every single part of your body. You're going to spike your heart rate. You're going to be huffing and puffing. Your legs will be burning. Your arms are going to be burning. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just an absolute beatdown, and it's only seven minutes long. So, A seven-minute beatdown. We're going we're gonna to have to do that for our next, uh, our, our next under-30 team workout. Oh, we're man. Gonna have to you're you're going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can, I can imagine. We had the, the under 30 burpee challenge going for a while. We just offered this up on trips. Uh, we haven't done it well. <laughs> we had the fitness trip. <laughs> we, we did all the burpees that we could possibly do on the fitness trip, but a CrossFit coach, a guy named Kevin Liu, who's been on a couple trips with us, did the, um, I, I want to make sure I explain it right, but uh, for, so it's a 15-minute workout, and the first minute, you do one burpee. The second minute, you do two, two burpees. The third minute, you do three burpees, and then all the way up to 15 minutes. And by, you know, well, some people get to And if you can't finish the allotted number of burpees within 60 seconds, then you're done. You know, so a lot of yep. people get to 10, you get to 11, and, and quit. And uh, yeah, that was our that was our under thirty burpee challenge for a while, is to see who could finish it. Uh, yeah, so that's called the CrossFit name for that is Death by. Okay. And then and then you choose a movement. So that one's called Death by Burpees. And yeah, you, you explained it perfectly. So minute one, you do one. Minute two, you're doing two up until yeah, you can't you can't finish. But yeah, that, those are those are nasty. Those are those are not towards those later rounds. You're. Uh, yeah, like I said, you're in the, you're in the pain cave, like we were talking about earlier. Right, right, and then you're trying to finish. You know, at first you're like, "Oh, this is easy. This is no problem. I got a full minute." And then those minutes mm-hmm. just uh, tick away. So, um, no, that was our, that was our under the, the under thirty burpee challenge, as as we Gross. called it. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, so I, I I'd love to switch gears a little bit, and and we kind of talked about. Um, well, we talked about minimum f- effective dosing, and we talked about a lot about intensity. And you mentioned, you know, your threshold for pain or your capacity for for pain. And and yeah, these are these are kind of big fancy words that we're throwing around here. But again, uh, my favorite word, scalability. How I'm curious how these things scale to your everyday life because. Uh, again, if we're talking about taking what we do on the trips or taking a certain methodology of being able to touch your toes, right? But not just, it's not just about touching your toes. If you're talking about a metaphor for your whole life and how intense, uh, how intense your life is at one part and then, okay, you need, you spend plenty of time, I, I know you do, actually relaxing and recovering, um, because you have intense workouts, but you also have an intense—you uh, also have an intense job, right? With training people. Um, I'm curious how all what can kind of be learned from all the things that you do in the gym, and and how they apply to your life outside the gym. Um, so are you guess I guess are you asking kind of like what's I mean how have I taken kind of like what I've learned from my CrossFit training and applied it to everyday yeah. life? 
Yeah, Got absolutely. It. Perfect. Got it. Um, so um, we can touch kind of on the uh, – we'll touch on that recovery one, um, recovery one first because that one I think um, for me is, is one of the most important. Um, getting burnt out is, is probably everybody's – you know, well, it's one of my worst nightmares on, on anything. It's just kind of a – it's kind of a, a bummer feeling what to get burnt out on, on really anything because that means you, you probably loved it at one point and, um, and now you're just kind of, you know, there's a little bit of a, a, a lull in, in whatever that aspect of your life is you're doing. So, um, you know, learning to, you know, be able to, to push, you know, push it as hard as you can and, and, and hustle, whether that's in, in the workout or, you know, with, with your day-to-day life, with, with your job, with, um, you know, something you're trying to build. If, if you're, you know, really pushing the entrepreneur side and, and you've got, you know, your, your main gig and um, you're trying to build something on the side is, you know, make sure that there is that recovery period of, you know, whether it's, you know, there's so many books to read. The whole time I was in Costa Rica, I was reading The Martian. And I tried to stay away from uh, any personal development books because that's kind of my go-to when I'm home. And uh, when we were down there uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was, I need to read something that, you know, it's just, just fun and, and easygoing and, uh, and, you know, something that I can, I can really truly enjoy and I'm not, you know, and realistically that kind of like re-sparks the, the creativity. Um, one of the big things I found, especially coming back from this most recent trip, was, you know, my first couple of classes back, I, I stumbled a little bit kind of getting going and, and shaking the cobwebs off with, you know, with demoing and getting on the barbell, because I hadn't been on the barbell in, in a few weeks. But um, you know, after I got back into it, there's uh, there's that refreshed. You know, you see things a little bit clearer. You're you know, you can jump on stuff. You're just that the mental clarity, the sharpness, all that stuff. So um, the recovery side of things is probably you know for me is one of the most important. Make sure I, I get out of the gym um, on the weekends, or you know, I go get into the mountains and, and snowboard. Um, and do something other than lift weights just because that, that burnout can, can sneak up on you. And, uh, and again, no matter what you're doing, whether it's, it's hustling, building the new business or the new app or whatever, um, you know, pushing that blog that you're going on, it's, there's got to be that release. There's got to be that, um, you know, that chance for your body to just shut down and, uh, and, and recover, for lack of a better word. It's just got to gotta listen. Again, it's, it's listening to your body, um, whether it's the tight hamstrings or you're just getting stressed out whatever no, I, I I couldn't agree more uh, I want to know I want to know for my own personal interest and and I'd love to nerd out a little bit and hear about Donnie G's recovery routine sure okay go to the mountains but when you're at home what is after a tough workout and and this can be mentally and physically uh, what what is it that what, what do you do to to recover yeah this this will be fun so I got, um, after, I mean, if it's a, you know, tough day, tough workout, um, the first thing I'm looking for is, is something, something good to eat. Um, the replenishment side of things is or the food, food replenishment and, and nutrients and all that stuff. That's gotta be, you know, kind of the first thing that, that you go to. That's the first thing that I go to. Um, you know, I'll, I'll cook something up. I'll make sure I get, you know, super balanced as, as many carbs as I can, I can, you know, shovel in as much protein i mean i, I kind of go a little bit crazy as far as the portion but i'm i'm the type of person that if, if you put a limit on on my portion i'm going to be upset and i'm going to be grouchy because i want to <laughs> eat more so i just make sure my my quality of food is is up there um and uh, you know I'm, I'm eating good stuff but um i don't put any restrictions on how much i gotta i'm you know I'm a growing boy. I gotta eat. And you're um, you, and you're a big dude, and you're lifting a lot. And uh, yeah, just to be just to be clear with everybody, we don't <laughs> we don't need everybody in the world to eat like like Donnie because there would be no food left on the on the planet, uh, or right. definitely nothing left in the in the cookie aisle. Uh, as no. I know your obsession obsession oh, yeah. goes um when you say good food right and i know that you're even you even supplement your your carbohydrates but i'm curious what are you just hitting whole foods are you hitting the farmer's market what uh what specifically whole foods is is always uh is always the go-to um you know like I, the farmer's farmer's market in denver is always a little bit seasonal okay um sure. so you know in the uh in the winter months it's uh you know it's, it's a little bit more a little bit more difficult to kind of chase down that stuff that's you know straight from the farm um and especially stuff that's local but 
Whole Foods is the go-to. Um, my proteins are, are, are very diverse. Um, I try to bounce around all, all the different animals. Sorry, vegetarians. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, and I was actually, I was, I had a good conversation with one of our members the other day, um, how important it is to diversify, you know, your proteins and your carbs and all that stuff, just as you do your workouts. You know, you can't, I can't eat chicken every single day. Uh, not only would I get incredibly bored with that, but, um, you know, eventually my body's only going to react a certain way. So, um, I diversify everything, you know, I, I like to kind of follow the seasons. So lots of squash and, um, and stuff right now. And, um, you know, the meat, I kind of go with, with what I'm feeling. Um, and then, uh, I do eat a lot of rice. So by no means am I a poster boy for, for the zone diet, which is CrossFit's, um, big, big diet that they like to follow and that they, um, uh, that, that they promote. Um, I'm primarily paleo minus, you know, some, uh, some rice, like some grains and some dairy. But, um, I like, I always tell people I'm, I'm paleo plus dairy and, and I eat a lot of rice. So, um, that's kind of the go-to now. Does that, I mean, are you looking for a recipe? Cause I could write one up for you. <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think, I think that definitely spells it out. Uh, <laughs> but, but if you do come out with a cookbook, please let us know. And oh, you, yeah. can, you can come back on, Donnie. All right. I, um, okay. So you got your food down. Tell me, tell me about the rest of your recovery. Um, okay. So my, so my go-to during the week is, um, you know, I've, I've eaten, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll finish up some work if I have anything kind of hanging out. And then, uh, my, uh, my go-to is I pop on Netflix and I turn on that 70 show and wow. it's a 20 minute TV show. And for, for 20 minutes, I'll either, uh, I'll sit on the roller, uh, on a foam roller Ooh, or I'll grab a, a band. Painful, it's a painful episode of that 70 show. Oh yeah. So I'll, I'll grab my voodoo floss band and I'll, and I'll sit on the roller or I'll, uh, or I'll band up. I have a, my bands attached to my couch and, um, you know, I'll just, I'll sit and I'll kind of go attack whatever, whatever's barking at me. My, uh, my go-to is, is, is the roller just cause it's, it's easiest. And I'll, I'll start down on my feet and I'll kind of just work my way up all the way up to my back. I, I don't do a whole lot on my arms cause my arms don't always necessarily feel it. I feel it mostly in my, you know, I'm kind of in the torso and my hamstrings and my hips. And, uh, you know, I just kind of go after whatever, whatever hurts, whether I need the roller or the band um, or if I just, sometimes I won't use anything and I'll just, I have my series of stretches that I know what re, my, how my body reacts to them and I'll go just hit those. And I use, so I don't have to stare at a clock. I got, you know, 20, 22 minutes of a TV show. I kind of get my, um, you know, my mindlessness of, of some kind of just some silly humor on the TV. Um, and yeah, that's my, that's my timer at the end of the 20 minutes. I put the roller away and if I'm, if I'm really good, I won't turn the on another episode and I'll go you know, hit the shower and go to bed, but, um, you know, we got to live a little bit. So every once in a while I'm watching a couple. Every once in a while you allow yourself to watch a couple episodes of that 70s show. Donnie. Got to. This, you got it. You got to do it. Can, can you repeat the name of that band, the Voodoo Floss Band, I believe yeah. you said? Uh-huh. Um, so it's on, it's on the Rogue website. Mobility Wad uh, has it, but yeah, it's a, it's a Voodoo, it's called the Voodoo Floss Band. Um, basically what it is, it's a way to, uh, to, to put some intense compression on, uh, on a joint, on a muscle that, that might be giving you, um, some issues, uh, kind of the, the big things that we're, that it's going after is flushing out some swelling, um, improving sliding surfaces, meaning, um, you know, kind of the, the surface between, you know, your muscle tissue and the fascia and, and your skin, um, you know, what you're doing is you're, you're squeezing those together as tight as you possibly can. And then, um, like I said, I'll, I'll put the voodoo floss band and I'll either be moving or on the roller. Um, and you're, you're tacking down all the tissue and then you're telling your body to move. Um, and then theoretically you take the voodoo floss band off. Um, and now you've kind of created a little bit of space there. Um, and any impingements or, uh, any knots or anything like that might have, um, just a little bit more room to breathe in, uh, and hopefully a little bit of pains, um, pains gone. And then, when you take the compression off, you, you let your body kind of replenish it with some, some fresh, nutrient-rich blood, and um, hopefully that kind of delivers some of the stuff that, that your body needs in there. That's kind of the idea behind the floss band. No, I, I like it. And while we're on the topic of, of gear, we can fin- I do want to finish up uh, all the recovery stuff. Um, but could you, could you mention your, your brute force training bags again? Because you brought me down two of these, uh, well... Uh, the sandbag and the kettlebell that you just fill up with 
fill up with sand and uh, you take it to the beach or you say you got one at your at your house and up to seven I think it's up to 70 pounds on the on the sandbag and the I think it might go up to 40 45 pounds on that kettlebell yeah you can pack the kettlebell I mean you can pack both of them and it's uh yeah there's some substantial weight in there but um yeah, so that's a uh, that's a Colorado company that's um, starting to gain some traction, primarily and kind of with like firefighters and military um, and stuff like that. But it's a it's an awesome uh, piece of equipment, perfect for uh, what we were doing down there. You get to go to the beach, use the sand that's in there, fill it up, and then uh, dump it out and kind of kind of move on. So it's uh, it's considered unstable load training uh, would be kind of the official term that you'd call that, but. Um, again, it's just a way to, to add some resistance to, to some movements that you're doing. We did, uh, I'm trying to remember that workout we did. We kind of did a, uh, we did a short little sprint with the bag on our shoulder. We did some front squats with the bag, just sitting kind of in, uh, right across the, the front of our chest. And oh then, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, and then the kettlebell swings right before that with the, uh, with that sandbag. Um, that's the only thing that, uh, is kind of a bummer with those bags is you can't necessarily go overhead or a little wonky, but. Um, I think we got we got plenty of work with with those Russian style kettlebell swings with that, um, but yeah, those are uh, they're they're fun to play with. You can do like I said, pretty much anything. You can kind of make up your own movements, even if if you wanted. And uh, but yeah, keep your eye out for those. They're starting to uh, they're starting to gain, like I said, some some serious traction throughout uh, the country and I think around the world. Um, they're starting to they're starting to pop up in uh, uh, kind of different countries that kind of kind of at random, like trying to get them down there in Costa Rica. That's awesome. That's awesome. And of course, you're working with uh, just just to finish out your um, recovery and it, your suite of products, as I'm sure you you have. You got your lacrosse ball. Uh, is there foam? Is there a foam roller that you recommend? Um, I went I went big and got the. Uh, it's called the Trigger Point okay. foam roller. Um, it's it's a little expensive, but it's the name branded. But um, you know, any foam roller you can get them pretty much pretty much anywhere. Um, the biggest thing you're looking for on those is, is kind of how stiff they are. Okay. Um, the stiffer the foam, um, the, uh, the more painful that's going to be, it's gonna be a little bit more abrasive. It's going to take a little bit deeper into, you know, into your tissue. So you don't want necessarily want to start off with, you know, using something that's, that's really hard cause it's just gonna, it's not going to feel so good. Um, kind of want to work your, work your way into it. So starting with a softer foam and working your way up is the best way to go. The cross ball is great. Um, I take that with me when I'm traveling, um, use it on my feet, on my back. You usually get some funny looks when you, when you're sitting on it at the, uh, or on the airplane flying into Costa Rica or back. Yeah. Home. But it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of part of the game when you get off the plane and, and everything feels good. It's, uh, it's definitely worth it. So, um, I have a, uh, I have a softball that I use. So essentially just something a little bit bigger than the, uh, than the lacrosse ball that kind of do. Um, some stuff on the quads, uh, is usually where I use that and on the gut. Um, just something that's, it's, it's essentially it's just a little bit bigger. You're going after just some smashing there. So, um, and then, yeah, so foam roller, just a, any, any band to kind of, um, we were kind of doing them in the, uh, in our, in our yoga session when we were down there where we have sure. on our back, we had the band on our, uh, on our foot and our legs were, were straight up in the air. Um, a band for that. And that's, uh, I have like a little mini foam roller for my feet too that I use when I'm at home. So, but other than that, that that's pretty much all you need. That's all I use at least. Are you throwing on your blue light blocking glasses still? Is what I want to know. Uh, I am. Yes, I do. Nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, so that's funny. So if anybody, if anybody doesn't know, the blue lights from your phone, from any LED screen from just lights in general it tells your body uh not it tells your body not to sleep it suppresses your your melatonin secretion which is the hormone that your brain produces or, or wherever the hell it's your brain receives to say all right dude go to sleep and uh i was guilty of this i never work after a certain hour but I was up doing expenses and accounting last night until about 11.30 and my left brain was humming and uh, I had been staring at the computer for too long and of course it took me an hour or so to fall asleep and I was a little bit restless that night because I was just, you know, I you're just... Still, you're I, still rolling. Yeah, I was still rolling. I was still like trying to crank stuff out. I should have taken a little melatonin but I try not to do it more than a couple nights a week. And, um, right. 
good. That is, yeah, that's that's how it goes. Um, Donnie, yeah, so question, yeah. question for you on that. When you yeah. do you have do you have some blue blockers, some blue some some glasses like that? You know, I don't have them. I'm just strict on dimming my phone, no computer. Good. I just don't watch TV. Um, and if I feel like it may, might take me a little while to go to sleep, or if it's a very important night of sleep, and I'm not just if I'm not just feeling like I'm if I'm not feeling sleepy. Then I'll take a little bit of melatonin, and but I'm talking, I'm talking like a tenth of a pill or a fifth of a pill. Uh, you, uh. they they try to give you these three milligram or three uh, or five milligram pills, and it's just like it's something like fifty times the amount that your body actually needs. Um, so when you're gonna take a when you're gonna take something like that, look up, look how much your body actually needs. Not just because yeah. it's sold to you doesn't mean it's the right amount for your body. Totally, that's it's sol- solid advice. Yeah, what, uh, what 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 glasses do you have? I'm curious. Um, you know, I just I hopped on Amazon. I found the ones that weren't necessarily the cheapest, but um, I think they are called blue blockers. They were like eight bucks. Nice. But um, they're they're kind of goofy looking. They're like tech specs, but uh, they do the trick. I really do find my, my what I was going to ask you is if you actually feel a difference in in how you fall asleep if you, if you want them because because I definitely do. And the nights where I, I throw them on, like I said, I'm usually sitting on my roller watching that '70s show with with some funny glasses on. But um, yeah, I feel like the second I lay down, once my head hits the pillows, it's three, two, one, sleep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Daniel Di Piazza, who is um, a bodybuilder and uh, jiu-jitsu fighter and has I think he's the uh, podcast episode before us as we're as we're talking right now he wears the, he wears a pair he he was rocking them during our our retreat and um, he, his buddy James Swanwick who has a podcast actually started producing them so check uh, they, they just say Swanwick on the side s-w-a-n-i-c-k and I'm going to link up all this stuff on the show notes under 30ceo.com uh Donnie, before we before we go, if you had one piece of advice, I know this is a big one, but if you had one piece of advice for everybody living out, uh, everybody listening out there, and it doesn't just have to be, hey, uh, this is what to do to to see better gains in your in your CrossFit workouts. It could be absolutely anything. What would you tell them? Um, the first thing that that comes into mind is uh, is listen to your body. Um, your body is always, always, always talking to you. Whether it's uh, whether it's with movement, if you're feeling feeling pain, whether it's with uh, you know with a decision that you're about to make, listen to your gut. Um, and then, like you said, if you're if you're not sure what your body's going to be doing when you when you lay down to go to sleep, you know, take those take those necessary precautions to you know to get your body where your body needs to. Uh, to be in order for you to, uh, to perform, to get, to get your, get your work done, get your job done. Um, I mean, every, everything's connected. Um, and that's, and that's the cool thing about, um, you know, what I do is I get to see how people, you know, um, you know, thrive in a CrossFit gym and, and not to sound too cheesy about it, but, um, there, there's something about failing in front of people when you're, when you're doing a lift and, and how that translates to, to the rest of, to the rest of your life and how you can, you know, take risks and, uh, and all that stuff. But, um, the body's important and you only got one. So make sure you're, you're paying attention to what, what you got going on there. I love it. Donald, if people want to come work out with you, uh, if people want to stay in touch with you, where can they find you? Um, CrossFit Lodo in downtown Denver is, uh, is my home gym. Um, Donnie at CrossFitLodo.com if you want to reach out. Uh, and at Donaldo on Instagram. Um, D-O-N-A-L-D underscore O-H underscore. Donaldo, it has been, it has been real. And uh, let's, let's make this happen again in April in Costa Rica. What do you say? Definitely, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm already. I'm already planning some nasty little workouts. Ooh, sounds like a plan. I will be uh, cursing your name under my breath in our <laughs> in our next seven minute burpee workout. I love it. All right, my man. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Hey, did you enjoy that episode of Live Different Podcast? I sure as hell hope you did, because we do this for you. And if 
I could make and ask of you. Could you please share this episode with a friend? If it helped you out, would really appreciate it. And if you could go on to iTunes and leave us a review, that will help this podcast become better uh, found on iTunes, spread the mission, the movement, what we're trying to do here, get people to consider the possibility of just living a little bit differently. And if you really loved it, come and check out what we're doing at Under 30 Experiences because it is a really cool thing. Hang out with other like-minded people, under30experiences.com, and get away from your desk.